Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to the Saturday Friends Club. We are a club that gets together on Saturdays and talk about movies and games. We really need to workshop this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. It's been nearly almost 60 episodes. Well, Uh, we'll get it right one of these times. I know, really. Uh, Hi, we talk about movies and animations and things that we enjoy because Uh, it's moving images. Yeah. uh, Sounds. Yep. Uh, I'm Josh. Sabrina's here. Hello. Eric's here. I'm here. We've got our friend Kyle in. Ahoy! Um, so, yeah, this is the third episode. <laughs> He's a sailor. I, um, we, I haven't been able to come up with an idea of, like, the, um, you know, the, the theme for this three set. I think, I think the first episode was a tale from the previous set. I think we've begun the series of movies that, try, yeah, like, what was it you said? They, they reach real big and, to some degree, come very short. Just a little bit. Uh... <laughs> Such as this uh, this episode. <laughs> um, so, hey, guys, remember uh, I was kind of like, I like Kevin Smith movies. We do remember that. Yes, you definitely remember I that. Definitely you were there at the time. I was. You were just hiding in the rafters. Mm-hmm. Spooky man. Um, <laughs> you have rafters? I mean, like, yeah. You don't? Anyway, uh, so... I was like, you know what? I'm I'm really curious to go back and see some of these. So we saw Clerks before. Clerks we said would said was a flawed but probably somewhat good movie. It uh, I think Clerks was. Oh hello, ooh, mood hi lighting. Sabrina, turning off the lights on us. Sabrina's like a cat. She's just thinking. Yeah. She sees things. She's knocked off a shelf. I see. Um, I think no Clerks was like, it's an indie movie. It's very like I I could see that like yeah that's that's Kevin Smith's first movie. It has the hallmarks of that. Like I think. With a lot of work, he can develop his own kind of style, and I think this. I think you know, then this is this is like okay. He's shown he has some talent for like making a movie that's that's indie and kind of different. And you know, let's see what he else can do. Yeah, and give, then he give him this. some money. You know, give him some money. Give him a budget. Give him you know some actual talent. Like and you know, he, what could he do? And and all none of those things. This yeah, this movie is Clerks, but worse in every way. Yes, the, the, exactly what he said. It was Clerks, but with a budget. Yeah, and in a mall. In a mall, but yeah. worse. Like the the characters are more aggressively unlikable. The situations are stupider. The jokes don't land as much. Uh, it's less relatable. It's it's yeah. It serves pretty much only to be a time capsule for the '90s and just generally offensive. It, yeah, it's. Oh. Yeah, it, it's it's not. Clerks still had moments I felt were like this is like yeah, it's it's super nineties and everything like that. But like there is there's always you can find kernels of sympathy for the characters in Clerks and relatability and like Mallrats had none of that. All right, so let's let's do the breakdown. Yeah. Eric, had you seen this before? No. All right, not. Uh, Kyle. Uh, so I'm gonna go with yes, a very long time ago. Um, not when it came out, but probably at least a few years after. Okay, any memory from it? Feelings, desires? Uh, just hmm. Huh. So, <laughs> probably one of those things when we'll get into the details. But I just remember like a, a particular problematic actress uh, being in this movie, and that was the one thing that I remembered most about. <laughs> it. Uh, um, as well as also, I think that was when I developed my first crush on, uh, what's his name? Michael Rooker. 
Rooker, whatever you want to say, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This We've had this conversation. We have. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Yes, yes, because I love that man. For whatever reason, I can't figure it out. But anyway, so yeah, those, that's I my mean, brief history on it. We did see his ass in this one, so. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> uh, he looked. He kind of looked like he was sculpted out of lard or something. Oh, come on. He was muscled. His skin tone was weird. He just. He, he was just shiny. Yeah, he's too kind of slick. I bet you shiny. anything. He's uh, he's a man who's normally hairy, but was just completely like short. Yeah, that's because that's what it that's looks a muscular like. body that needed body hair to go with it. It needed yeah. some. It needed some sort of offset. Like so, Michael Rooker, if you're out there listening to this for whatever reason, just put the body hair on and um, let it grow, man. Just let it grow, man. Let, just tr- let yeah. the spice flow. <laughs> just just trim it up. Like I think you could make sure it's all symmetrical. You could really work with something. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work with your contours, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Sabrina, had you watched this movie before? Um, I think I might have seen a part of it because I remember. Or that stupid scene with Ben Affleck. Which one? Ben the one where he that like one stupid scene with Ben Affleck in almost movie? gets into a fight with the one dude because I guess oh when he starts kicking Brody's <laughs> ass in the hallway. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, wait, isn't that like his introduction to the movie? No, he no. showed it before that, where he, he, he runs the wor- into them randomly when they first enter the mall. Right. I remember that scene too. He does the worst fake run into ever. He just like throws himself and is looking straight ahead. It's yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, this will be Mallrats. <coughs> this will be this will be our explanation coming does it, up. Does it have to be? Yeah, yeah, it does. Mm. We we should do this. So um, let's talk about Mallrats. This is a 1995 American comedy film written and directed by Kevin Smith. It is the second film of the View Askewiverse of after the 1994 Clerks. As in the other View Askewiverse films, that it features characters Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, characters and events from the other films are discussed. Several cast members, including Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, and Joey Lauren, Lawrence Adams, have gone on to work on several other Kevin Smith films. Uh, comic book icon Stan Lee appears, as does Brian O'Halloran, uh, the star of Smith's breakout feature, Clerks. Poor Stan Lee. Uh, just so you know, plans for a sequel called Mall Brats were announced on March 2015. In June 2016, Smith announced the sequel would instead be a 10-episode TV series, and uh, February 2017, it announced that wasn't going to happen. So it, it collapsed in really, on itself. I, like, I want to see more of these shit characters interacting with each other. Yeah. Can can we talk about the the opening credits? Oh man. Oh, can we talk lordy, about Lordy Lordy Lordy? Let's talk about all those different nineties comic styles. Uh can we talk about the fact <coughs> that when Ben Affleck name comes up, they show him 
dressed as Batman. It doesn't say Batman. It says some other Ass stupid man. thing. It says Buttman. But butt he's man. dressed like Batman. Can I just say, Time oh traveler? my God, predicting the future right but, here. But not the good future. It's like, in the future, you will star in a terrible Batman movie. DC will find a way to make you actually dislike the character you always wanted to be. I you, mean, you will look very sad in an interview, he, and it will become a meme. I also, mean, a, a meme is a thing. I <laughs> mean, he probably was kind of like, man, I wish I had gotten casted as Batman earlier, like when <laughs> What's-His-Face was still doing the movies. Am I, am I at least still dating Joel Lopez? Schumacher? Not Joel Schumacher, <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, who cares about that? Christopher trilogy? Nolan. Yeah. Well, so he could be like the dark. Well, no, both they're both weird, dark and gritty. I okay. First dark of all, greasy. the first two movies were good. Okay. I just didn't like the last uh, one. All right, Defender of of Batman, Sabrina. We understand. I mean, I got you, Kevin Smith. Okay. Don't worry. Batman buddies. All right. right. He does have Fat Man on Batman, his podcast about Batman. Oh, Fat Man and Boy Blubber. I'm sure that joke has been made. Well, no, that's that's an actual bit, I think, from Animaniacs. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Go on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you wanted to say anything more about the intro? We want to talk about the fact it goes on too long. Uh, It is a really long intro. It looks pretty awful. Uh, It just features constant shots of just like tits and ass. And I'm sure they felt that was clever, but it's not. It's trying so goddamn hard. Oh, my God. It. uh, The way women are treated in these movies. Yes. Movie in particular. Yeah. No, this was really bad. In, like, and Clerks was was problematic enough as it was as it is, and this movie was not cool. This, yeah, this this was one of those movies that was very uncomfortable while rewatching. I hope like Kevin Smith has had some sort of like soul searching moment after since these because yeesh. I would imagine so because his wife is actually like a very devout feminist. Uh, well, and so I'm I'm pretty certain that like You say it's like a uh, never mind. No, I, it's not like a religion, but you know, it's devout. I it's just, feel like outspoken. Outspoken, better word. I think it's yeah, it's just like well, I I I believe, you know, people can it, we, with it, there is possible for actual substantive change. It is just interesting. Yeah, it's like, I, I wow. think what this movie Uh-oh. ultimately was was Kevin Smith taking what he thought were the best elements of Clerks, and it were the wrong elements of Clerks, and dra- dialing those to eleven. Yeah, where it's just like I'll I'll just remake Clerks, but I'll just like cr- I'll, I'll just like crank that shit. I'll up. take Randall, but I'll make Randall even more just like word spouty and even more crazy. Yeah, and I'll put it in this character. I feel like yeah, he was like almost he was approaching like Tom Green levels in this movie. Of just like aggressive, it's ugh. so. I ah. think what we'll do instead of directly going into the plot, let's go ahead and name Jason Lee first as Brody Bruce, probably like the worst character I've seen in a movie in a damn long time. Uh, like, a, <laughs> like a like a sack like a, like a sack of like wet cabbage. Yeah. As, of a character. Oh my god! So, I mean, not that I was really liking his character from the start of the movie. But when he's talking to, um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, when he's talking to Quint uh, about how they've never farted in front of their girlfriends before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, or I guess one has, and the other one's like, never farted in front of her my entire life, or whatever. It's like, 
and I and except for one time last week, and it was while she was giving me a blowjob. And I was just like, of all times, why would you? Why is that okay? Right. And it's just I don't know. It was that, at that point, it's like that kind of solidified because he was already shitty about, um, like how he was treating uh, Renee. His, yeah. Renee, like he was already being a total fucking shitheel to Renee. She dumps him via a letter as she goes out the window, and he. Uh, he's, yeah. he's just not a likable character. No. It's completely his fault. And I, I guess the movie doesn't really try to hide that either. But I think it's just one of those things because, like, throughout the whole thing, it just kind of feels like he never really gets it. No. Well, and his clerks, too. Even like clerks, doesn't, I don't feel like really has much of a denouement in terms of character development. And I think it's the idea of it's like, yeah, they're like, they're total shit eating idiots, but it's like, it's kind of fun because we kind of like them, but they're idiots, but it's fun. I, I think that there's the, the, the thing that frustrates me the most is that in this movie, they get everything they don't deserve. Yes. Like, they get <laughs> everything they absolutely just, like, in the ends, they get the girls. Like, everything goes their way. Everything's fine. Clerks has that, but then it also has the undertone that they're in a situation that they do not like and that they are more or less stuck in. So there's a yes. bit of, like, of like rolling the rock up the hill, <laughs> knowing it's going to roll back down. You know, you, you, Sisyphean. Sis, yeah, Sisyphus. Like it's, it, you know, <laughs> they're they're pretty much they're they're pretty much just like dealing through hell, and this is their their method I, of like. I I can see clerks, handling that. Clerks is like a imagine Clerks is like a Groundhog Day kind of thing where they just repeat this over and over again. Whereas uh, Mallrats is like there's there's no undertone of that to it. Mallrats is just like. Yeah, they win. They're just ter- like everyone is terrible in this movie, and they win. Ugh. It's it's kind of like almost the opposite of like Always Sunny, where everybody's just really <laughs> shitty anyway. <laughs> yes, it's but like, but oh. they don't actually get like what. Well, no, in a way, they do get what they deserve. Nothing that they get is undeserved, but it's just not. They don't get anything positive for their negative. Right. If that makes where, any sense. Whereas. whereas, or, whereas the negative is being completely rewarded. I, I feel also Sunny is like the characters are are evil to a degree that's like they're not attempting to make it. They're not like antiheroes. They're just they're just totally They're They are a different version of Seinfeld where everybody sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Oh, sorry, so let, let's do this. Let's move on to T.S., the world's least interesting hero. Uh, would you even call him a hero? I don't know. He's just like there. He's present. He's whiny. He plays the same. It's pretty much the same as that other character from Clerks. Uh, like yeah. he, he's just kind of present. Uh, the, you talked about Renee, who is probably maybe almost, but not really like the best female character in this movie. She's the most experienced female actor in the she's movie. The yeah. most, she's the most chain and Doherty of all of them. Yeah. Uh, you have Brandy who, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, you have Shannon who is Ben Affleck, who is wearing a like 90s style way too loose suit. Oversized suit. Yeah. Yeah. It, people yeah, what the 90- hell is up with that? By the way, that's the youngest I've ever fucking seen him. You're seeing him. Yeah. Have you ever seen any clips from that movie? Gili? Wait, is that's that the a, one? Is that the, no, I'm thinking Jennifer of Lopez. Gigi. Okay, yeah, and no, I've never seen Geely. I've seen no, I've seen Gia. Geely is, really is later than this, but it's the movie that like he was when he was dating Jennifer Lopez, and that was supposed to be like they're they're like hot couples. Like, oh, they're gonna be in a movie, oh my and it was God. just like a wet sack of dog shit of a movie. 
and it like promptly killed their careers for a long time and they broke up. Uh, it's like he somehow looks even younger in that movie. Uh, uh, I'll have to check it out. He's a strange looking person, I think. So we have uh, Joy Lauren <laughs> Adams as Gwen Turner, who probably pretty... my only likable character in the entire movie, but only exists so that she can show up and give a rousing speech before leaving. Yes, while changing panties yes. in the store. It like not five feet I, away from the register that she walks to when she does it. I, which... I, she, but she's also encouraging like other characters, like, yeah, like you should you should like he's a nice guy. You should stick with him. Yeah. Like oh they're they're just fueling more bad decisions. Like, no, you should all like every male character in the movie should be broken up with and then like thrown in a ditch. Uh, well, how about this one that we can throw in a dish? Trisha Jones. How about a character that is openly doing pedophilia, recording it? She feels like she feels like a character. Of, this is this is like this is uh, this is Kevin Smith's like oh it, 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 like perfect female friend character. This seems like he needed to come up with a way to arrest people at the end of the movie so this way they were just going to be like hey, she's screwing an underage girl go like it's stupid and inconvenient and it's it's stupid and convenient and dumb and horrible and it doesn't make any no. sense yeah. and she doesn't look anything like she's 15 right uh, anybody who plays a 15 year old in a movie nowadays looks like they're actually 15 but in the 90s you didn't get anybody who looked 25 years or younger yeah like right. 30 year olds are like, uh, yeah. like every, kids kids <laughs> in the 90s movies are like 13 going on 35 oh I mean, yeah yeah I don't know like Glee actually had a lot of people that were in their late 20s or like the one of the main guys was even the oldest one of the oldest main guys was actually 30 he didn't look 30, but he was 30 years old. I, I'm just going to put it like in this perspective, like from what I've seen lately, I actually find more rewarding for like people who look like they play not just the roles that they're given, but like they're the actual age demographic for their characters, such as, and I know this is far removed from what we're talking about, but like just for a quick second, like the kid who's playing the new Spider-Man mm -hmm. actually looks like he still belongs in fucking high school yes. because <laughs> Peter Parker in all of his glory is in high school as Spider-Man almost the entire time. Yes. If we're not counting the Amazing Spider-Man on the Fox Network, which was a great 90s show in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, yeah, it's just an example of how like in the 90s, older characters representing anybody of like 13 years or older uh, was actually played by anybody who's 25 or older. Mm -hmm. And nowadays you're actually getting real kids who can act or who at, or who are being cast for roles that actually call for their age. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this movie is full of man children, so. Well, yeah, I mean, Kevin Smith is like, with all due respect, a giant man baby. Yeah. So. And speaking I, of Kevin I Smith. Would, I think he would agree with that assessment. And Ke speaking of Kevin Smith, the man baby, we have Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I actually didn't hate them in this movie because opposed to everyone else, them as just kind of tricksters was a little bit redeemable. They, yeah, they were Jay and Silent Bob in, yeah. in another movie. That's, yeah. I mean, they are always themselves in whatever but Kevin Smith puts they, them in. They feel stupider in this movie. Like in Clerks, they are the kind of like they're annoying, but they kind of get the end. They're like, ha, well, we have the we have the moment of of truth that we reveal. And in Dogma, like they're actually like, 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 kind of like they're they're like a, a more fun element in that movie. In this movie, they're just like, like they're like, why is there like a wily e. coyote B plot in this movie? What, well, why? Here's Here's the thing about Jay and Silent Bob is Jay is played by Jason Mewes, who's obviously a 
friend of Kevin Smith. As is most people in his movies. I should hope but, he is. But Jay is basically playing himself. Right. Like, he doesn't know how to act. And then, like, Kevin Smith knew that. So he was like, here, here's this part. Just be yourself because he's not really an actor. All he, This is all he does. Like, he didn't do anything else yeah. but Jay and Silent Bob, his, right? His, his entire, like, it's actually based off of a period of time that of the way that Jason Mewes acted where it was just like, oh, yes, he knew what you get. You know, and, he was, and Kevin was just like, he's so weird. Like, let me just put him in my movie and have him do those things because it's just so bizarre. He's, uh, and yeah. because yeah, of his, Clerks, it, 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 like, kicked off just the fact that people love that character. I just, think he's, like, he's, like, Jack Black in a way like he's he's good in very small doses. Just apply a thin line of Jason Mewes. <laughs> just just he, he he's he's almost always Jay in every movie that I've ever seen him in, except for which by the way you should check it out sometime. Beast. <laughs> Beast. Beast. Mm. It it that is a gory horror movie. That's something maybe you maybe me and Sabrina will watch sometime. Oh. You can go and I'll, I'll hide hug a I'll hide in or the something bedroom. Oh and yeah, be we like, gotta, spooky. That's the other thing is we gotta be careful of gory movies, especially oh. if it looks super realistic. <laughs> Not necessarily realistic, but hilariously well done. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sometimes he can handle it. Just depends on how realistic it looks. Yeah. The, uh, it all depends on context. I was able to watch all of three hundred with no problem, but there was one part at the end where there was like a sucking chest wound, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm out. There's a, a dismembered leg. There's a face that gets cut off. And then there's a bunch of other really gory shit that happens in Feast. It's a fantastic movie, I can though. just go like this with my eyes. I'm good. You're going to... Okay, so that's going to be like 90% of the movie for you. But anyways, not not, not that... Enough no, this, about that movie. Yes. It's just... It's um, something else that Jason Mewes has been in oh, where okay. he wasn't he wasn't Jay. That's cool. But he was in it. Okay. Right. So let me uh, roll through these last four names. Ethan Sulpe as Willem. Uh, Michael Rooker as Jared Sfinning, Priscilla Barnes as Miss Ivana, and Stan mm. Lee as himself. Poor Stan It was Lee. amazing <laughs> seeing him in that movie and being like, holy crap, and he like, looks why? so much younger. Because I've actually like seen him, and it's just like, like, yeah, he's really old now, but like he was old back then, too. He just didn't look as old. Okay. He's just in the same vat that Patrick Stewart's in. Yeah. They they both have the same like. I mean, he was old back when that movie was shot, though. To be honest, yeah. Now he's just super old. Super old. He's um, like mid nineties, isn't he? Oh. He's pretty old. That's all I know. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that like back when this movie came out, like it was like before the big comic. Yeah, movies. it was before that. So like <laughs> the idea that he could be at a mall and do like a small signing, though, is a little bit unrealistic. is still like a possibility. Whereas now it's like, no, you would have to be at a giant convention waiting for an hour and spending $200. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's. <sighs> so that's our cask, cask of friends. Cask of cask of friends. It's like Casco Amontillado and that we are, <laughs> we are trapped. So let's start with this. Uh, college student TS is preparing for a trip to Universal Studios with Brandy, except some really stupid stuff happens. He like he just instantly like the worst person ever. Like 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 in clerks, like his character is certifiably overreacting and being a total asshole. But Brandy is overreacting too, but it's this real stupid situation where like he mentions being on TV to this girl and she goes and works out and has an aneurysm 
And now, like, she can't go to Universal with him. That whole and situation he has made a, no sense. He has a pissy fit, and she's like, well, whatever, I'll break up with you. And that's the crux of the movie. And it's so stupid. It's so stupid. The like, whole opening scene is stupid. And like, his reaction was kind of inconsiderate and dumb. But at the same time, her, like, cut, like, her reaction to just, like, pull the plug and be like, this is the end of our relationship was also dumb. I, I sympathize there because he, like, any of the things he, any any individual thing he says is enough that, like, what the hell is this guy's problem? Yeah, but it makes me think, what the hell did he do before this that actually set her off? Because that's, all, I mean, it's one thing to have an argument and not talk for a while over something yeah, like that. 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 that was kind but, of, like, a huge bomb that just dropped. It's like, you know what, we're done. Yeah, this yeah. Is, it's like, it's like, what shitty relationship did you have yeah, it was before not working. this? It was yeah. not working. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, just, like, the, in a relationship, sometimes someone of the other end says something really dumb. And yes, you can get mad. It happens all the time. And you can just like take a break or something. But to just be like, oh, this is the end of the relationship. That's like really immature. And I don't know. If you've been together that long, I don't think it would be that easy to just say we're right. through. You know? I, I The shortest relationship I ever had was uh, when I told somebody else that me and this kid Ryan were dating. This is, by the way, I was like 19. Um so, so I told one of my other friends, like, yeah, me and Ryan are dating. And then, like, I guess they they said, it's like, so I heard that you and Kyle are dating. And then Ryan's like, uh, no, we're not. And then I was just like, motherfucker, I took you out to, like, four movies. I've taken you out to dinner. We've had sex. I don't know how many times. We're not dating. Then, you know, this would have been nice to know. Yeah, what the fuck? So dumped, like, yeah, almost so, immediately after assuming that we were dating. That was just the weirdest. Freaking... So, Ryan, if you're out there, shame on you. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I, I'm... I was second best, at least. <laughs> I was the second best thing you've probably ever had. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That burn. I, so, I, I also need to point out that in the scene where in the beginning where they have the stupid rooftop shooting scene. Oh, my the, God. The, the, the gun he's using is totally not the correct one. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> all right, so uh, it's, it's a it's a, not it's, accurate for the play that he was no, going yeah, right, in. It's a, it's a cap lock. Those weren't around for another hundred years. Don't worry about it. It's fine. All right, I'm just going to redigest this long this long <laughs> beginning sentence because it just details all the dumb stuff that you have to understand. College student T.S. Quint is preparing for a trip to Universal Studios in Florida with Brandy Svenning, during which he plans to propose to her. However, Brandy tells him that she cannot go because she has volunteered to fill in as a contestant on Truth or Date, her father's dating game show. They argue over this and break up. T.S. turns to his best friend, Brody Bruce, who has been dumped by his girlfriend, Renee, and Brody suggests the two might find comfort at the local mall. <coughs> it's... And it, God. It's stupid. And they break and they so Brody and Renee break up because he is the worst. Yeah. He is the absolute Yeah, he is, he is I don't awful I shit. don't usually like to drop the F bomb, but he's the fucking worst. I hate him. Yeah. I really fucking hate him. Yeah. I did not blame Renee dumping him at all. No, that was that was one of those things where like she dropped the mic, she walked out, we owe her an applause. So yeah, pretty much she made the right decision, but then later she makes the bad decision. <laughs> Improving that everybody in this movie is actually stupid. So yeah. everyone in this movie is like a, is like natively fed off of like Kevin Smith's like his writing style. 
Ugh. Oh yeah, everybody has like these ridiculous monologues, and I generally the the, I, the monologues are bad. The banter is not witty. Like it's, it's not clerks. It's like over like, and it's all like over sexual BS. Like yes. Yeah, it, like it, like the some of the parts in Clerks were not acceptable, but there were other parts that were like okay. As far as like okay, this is kind of funny. This is just like come on, stop! I don't want to hear these characters talk anymore. I really, yeah, I I was kind of that way when when it was when it was Brody, uh, Quint, and uh, Gwen in that fucking underwear shop or whatever, and they're doing their whole like dialogue with each other a scene that it could have just done without and it really didn't add anything to it but I just still remember it it's like when fucking Brody goes up to Quentin he's like holding him and he's just like you know when you're spooning right and you've just got this free arm and you don't know what the fuck to do with it right and I'm just watching it as like this is an irrelevant point a part of storytelling this is like this is not exposition for anything else other than just describing a shitty what-do situation. Mm-hmm. And as that scene ends, the woman behind the fucking counter doing the ring-up on the girl, on Gwen's panties is like, I know exactly what he means. It just runs off crying. And I'm like, there was no reason for this scene. This, that, no. this wasn't even that funny. Kevin Smith was like, this, you is, actually, this is going to be fucking You funny. actually burst it out laughing, and I think it was because it was so stupid. Like yeah. that thing is just like what? That's so dumb. Like uh, like exposition is is for a reason, and this wasn't even exposition. This was just like killing time. Yeah, let's let's fill in like four minutes in this two hour void. Yeah, this movie was like long. It felt like Clerks felt long, but wasn't actually that long. But this see, movie is long. And yeah, feels two long. hours and three minutes too much ooh, of itself. Ooh. Yeah, let me let me. Uh, I'm just pulled up IMDb for some of like the weird Brody rants. Uh, do you forget the one where he talked about his cousin having a cat stuffed up his butt? Okay. Oh, God. Uh, how about the one where he talked about his, uh, what was it, his co- other cousin that, uh, that oh, no, it's the same person, uh, that uh, was jerking off on a plane when everybody thought they were dying? <laughs> oh, my God. That one was fucking weird. <laughs> oh, my God. And just reminds me of a more recent situation of which Pornhub noticed something when there was that uh, bomb, oh, bomb yes. scare. Yes. yes. The, the immediate downward spike and then the immediate mega spike up. When they realized that they were okay. Oh, yeah. God damn. God damn. I got... <laughs> Yeah, for that, for that, for five minutes, everyone on the uh, island thought they were going to die, so they all decided now is the time to jack off, um, or jack in, depending on what you're doing with yourself. Um, it's the Matrix or the porn parody of the Matrix. <laughs> rub one out, rub one in, whatever your gender. Uh, however, however you want to do it, you do. You. However you want to rub, you rub. Rub a dub dub. Anyways, right. so yeah, that that fucking See, story. See, Smith, hire us to write your fucking movies. All right, uh, Brody and TS discover Truth and Date is being filmed at the same mall they go to, although their friend, um, let's see, uh, let's see, through their friend Willem, uh, who is looking at magic eye posters and not able to see the sales boat that so is inside. I, I, I was just going to point out that, like, I, I'm actually, I, I can easily get those to work, and I and they do, like, an insert shot so you can see it, and I'm like, <coughs> all right, let's do this, and I did it, and there is not a sailboat. It's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of geometric shapes. It's like a sphere, and then in the approximation of a sailboat. No, it's just it's just a row. It's like three rows of four sets of shapes, and it's like a sphere, half a sphere, like a three quarters of a sphere, and then like you know, like a box, and then like a cross shape. So like I've seen these boards, just real basic. So it's, hmm. it's, there's not even a sailboat. 
That's weird. Which is weird because they probably could have found one with yeah, a sailboat. I, I'm wondering what 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 was the deal there. Maybe no one could maybe no one could get to work and they're like, ah, it's gotta be a sailboat. Yeah. I think they just need the biggest like seeing eye thing that they could have and they're like, Yeah, uh, well, this one's big, whatever. Yeah, I wonder if a pair of three D glasses would make those things work. No. No. No, Damn. you just really gotta like you, you gotta sit there and like you have to be at the right distance from it. And then you just got to kind of play with the perspective in your so, eyes. So Kyle. these things, I think, never work for me because I'm fucking farsighted. Oh, yeah, I'm nearsighted. I, I, yeah, I'm, I am farsighted as hell. And, like, even when I tried to do the whole, like, just let your eyes relax, let them cross a little bit thing. And I'm like, I see an outline here, but I also see bullshit. I see colors and bullshit. Kyle, one day you'll see the sailboat. I don't want to see the sailboat. <laughs> Burn you're, and you're better sailboat. off for it. That would, that would mean having to watch this movie some more. Okay, then they asked local slackers Jay and Silent Bob to destroy the, the show's stage, a task for which they already decided to do. And they devise a, a task for which they devise elaborate. But ultimately elaborate, but uh, ultimately unsuccessful. Yes, but ultimately unsuccessful plans. See, now this is weird too because this is like Kevin Smith is directing this movie, and like this whole scene is like out of character even for Jay and Silent Bob. Like, I from watching Clerks, I didn't think, oh, this character is going to do some wacky hijinks. But like with the fucking Kevin Smith trying to use the force throughout (laughs) an entire section of the movie. But yeah, this whole this whole B plot made no sense i don't know why like it, it there's lots of like broad comedy that does not work in this movie and it's kind of odd because this movie is meant to be like is niche and indie it's not like broad comedy <laughs> so moving in uh brody finds that renee has been gun a relationship with shannon hamilton played by ben affleck a clothing store manager who hates brody because of his lack of shopping agenda okay i kind of like that line i, I like that idea <laughs> Brody confronts Renee to find out more about her relationship with Shannon and the two have sex in an elevator. That was not okay. That was Which didn't make any fucking sense. No. And that was really rude of him to push himself up on her like that when obviously she wasn't really interested. I mean, obviously they made her interested for the sake of the movie, but I just thought that was wrong. There's oh, no way yeah. she would have done that. There's a really weird like expectation of of behavior between female and male dynamics in this movie that just seemed out of place for even 1995 because like yeah. they, the the dynamics weren't it's, it's were re- not it's, like it's that regre- no. it's regressive even for a 90s movie right exactly it's just like I, I think that especially in the mid 90s that was around the same time like um was it uh oh god i'm gonna feel like such an ass if i get this wrong was it empire records or is it this Empire Records sounds right. I've not yeah, seen it's it. Like but. that's 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 an actual movie where it's like it's definitely got that whole female empowerment movement kind of going behind it. And even for the '90s, like the the dynamics between men and women in that movie were probably way more accurate than what Kevin Smith was trying to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think this is just like uh, it's like Clerks. Benefit of the doubt. This movie, no, Kevin Smith, you need to you need to calm down. Yes, yeah, sex, yeah. sex in this movie was a currency. Like it was just it's like just, everything was. Everyone was so gross in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Um, let's see. Two, two, two. So they have sex in an elevator. Brody's later abducted and attacked by Shannon, who intends to have sex with Renee in a very uncomfortable place. Ugh. The back of a Volkswagen, not like the Beetle. It's not funny, Kevin Smith. This joke did not land. 
Did not land the first time you made it. Did not land the next like three it, times. It, it, is, it, it was giggle worthy back then until I realized that it was butt rape. He's yeah. talking about butt rape. <sighs> cool. Kevin Smith. As a, as a result of this incident, Jay and Silent Bob assault the Mark's Easter Bunny under the incorrect assumption that he attacked Brody in a, another scene that is just like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this now. This feels oh, like really when, they finally made, when they finally made Jay and Silent Bob strike back, they're like, all those, all that stuff that like cluttered up these movies, let's just put it all in one movie. So Brandy's father, Jared, played by Michael, Michael Rooker, who is a nice man, and we wish he wished the best for him. Oh, and and his hair growing career, I guess. Uh, and he is. Hair- I mean, we saw his butt. He- I mean, I did not expect that, and I was <clears throat> pleasantly surprised. Really? Mm. I mean, he's fa- my favorite in I Mary love Poppins. A nice so ass, and I he w- had I would, a nice ass. I, would say, uh, I like him kind of. I I like him kind of rednecky, which is the feel that I get Ooh, from Michael Rooker and everything that he's in. So I was fine with him. It just as. His acting in the movie was not great. No, <laughs> it was. He, he, was awful, a car- but, he was a but, cartoon character. Right, right. No, he. I mean, again, this is the man that we earlier discussed would just be better if he used those contours with some body hair. He, he also <laughs> needed a bit more of a like. I think he needed a tan. His skin tone just made him look like. In the shower scene, he just looked like greasy. He, he looked like somebody <clears throat> who just recently got a sunburn from a, an overly chlorine-soaked pool. Yeah, you know, like that. if that yeah. makes any sense. Like, that sort of, like, pink but shiny yeah. sort of look to it. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I'm never going to say no to a movie showing me a man's ass. Because uh, yeah. it doesn't happen often enough. Yeah, you usually get honest, the opposite. Quite, quite honestly, like, usually they were like, oh, naked women? Sure, all the time. Naked men? Really hard to find. Don't worry. There's naked women in this one, too. Yeah, well, they, they, they slip some tits. Right. Yeah, like, but, I see no, 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 no. I, like, I, I agree with you. Like, and, and it's not even like because of where I stand as as a a man who enjoys sexual company of men. That's right. not what even do you what call it's about. That exactly. MSM, actually. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Trust me. There's, there's an actual difference. Weird little segue. There's an actual difference between those who identify as gay and those who identify as men who sleep with men. Okay. Um, because there's a really weird stereotype that hangs around being gay, and like while some things are stereotypes for a reason, I don't often identify with gay culture. Um, I still just say gay sometimes because it's easier. But anyways, um, so before I went on that long, long fucking thing, where was I going? <laughs> more, more uh, Michael inform- Rooker's ass. More informative. Oh, oh no, no, sorry. So, so like, if we're so okay with like women being naked in films, um. I think that it should be okay for like men to be fully frontal naked in films because like the only really quote unquote offensive thing for the FCC that men have going on for them is whether or not they've got a a, a junk of any size. It doesn't right. even matter if it's junk; they don't want to see it. If it's it's right. like if it's no, no, no. If you're gonna show me tits, you're gonna show me ass. If you're gonna show the occasional uh, vagina, which I've seen Mila Jovovich has God knows how many times. <laughs> Same thing with Billy Piper. Um, uh, Penny Dreadful. Yes. Um, uh, you need to it just, it needs to be okay for both to exist. Yes. Oddly enough, I've heard something related to this, which was you can have it for a man. It absolutely 100% has to be flaccid because they consider an erect co- a, a, <laughs> an erect penis aggressive. Wow. <laughs> just 
coming right at the screen. But, yeah. Okay, but but you know I have I have had my own erection from time to time and been like, wow, you just you look so angry. Today. I'm not like you know, it's like, you know, I don't appreciate the attitude. I feel like this is aggressive. Uh, like you're coming at me I think with a lot down. of negative emotions here, man. I look at like I think you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. I okay. I will say this is why I love UK like made movies because they have. I have anytime I see full frontal male, it's always in a British film. Twenty eight days later, yeah, she got full that, nude man in the beginning. She was looking for that. I mean, Cillian he, Murphy. He was really hairy down there too, so it's not like I saw everything. Well, that's, a good, that's a good look for a zombie movie. Well, it was twenty eight days later of no grooming and being in a coma. So <laughs> I mean, it's not like they have like. The, the RN come into the room at night and be like, all right, just gonna, but what do you, what do you think? A two? Are you a two? Or are you a number four kind of person? Uh, I will say the like, manscaper comes yeah. in. I mean, of all the movies though, like I wasn't expecting to see full frontal male, like in a scary movie about zombies, but still it was there. And I was like, this is why uh, I love the UK so much. Thank you. Yeah. No, if it weren't for the UK, um, and uh, I, and I love Tom Hardy. Uh, he he is my my celebrity husband go to if I could. Um, <laughs> but Tom Hardy, uh, full frontal nudity in Bronson, which is a brilliant yeah. fucking film, by the way, or, about about yeah. Charles Bronson, one of the uh, most extreme inmates that are that is still going through like the London penal system or whatever. He he basically he is a jail for life because wow. he's just that freaking crazy. But Tom Hardy actually plays as him in a movie and. Does a really kick ass job. Like it's it's. I'd prefer to talk about this than I would Mallrats. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, um, again, well, too bad. I know. Well, I know. Well, maybe Anyways, the, the theme of this the, this trio should just be the diversions because it's like it's just these movies like there's so little to follow. Yeah, there's a little bit of just like, hey, let's talk about this other thing that's far more interesting. But then Mallrats also does this because they start talking about other random bullshit in the middle of that movie. In, in a way, though, this is kind of the blessing of these movies is that is that. They are, um, I guess, staples to like the '90s because, like, they they spin off into these conversations about other <laughs> things because they oddly relate to all these other things. As terrible as they were, these other subjects that we go on are all based on the ideas that we've been watching these other movies. So they spawn decent yeah. con- uh, conversations about other movies that. Mm-hmm. May have been related, so I'll give Mallrats that at least. Yeah. Even though we're not done with the the thing here, I'm I just... like Mallrats. The one plus you can think of is it makes us talk about other better movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes you remember better shit. So oh, man, this movie was bad. You know, it was a good movie. <laughs> so Brody and TS are arrested on false drug charges. We we, we like. Can we just talk about the what, what was he says the the, the ass hand the ass palm? And that's not we've not done that yet. We're not that, there yet. I that was. No. That's why they get arrested afterwards, and then he becomes. Well, sick. well, okay, actually, yeah, they do that. So it's the it. So this is the part where he puts his hand in his ass, so that way he wipes it, and he's got the stink palm. Oh God, so, yeah, that was so gross. And then he does the stink palm, and then uh, he does the pretzel thing, and then he's eating the pretzel and, and licking his hand. Yeah, gross. Yeah, that was just like a, a scene with no redeeming qualities. It wasn't funny. Oh, I hated this movie. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, Proceed, uh, yes. Jay and Silent Bob are able to rescue Brody and TS, and they hide out at the local flea market where they meet the three-nippled fortune teller of Ivana. Speaking of totally, like, this entire section of the movie, just, you could cut, doesn't make any sense, it's really dumb. Because they need some sort of fortune teller to tell them how to 
go back and do the stuff, the things. Out of people? Yeah. I don't know. I was checking into the movie pretty hard at this point. <coughs> Before the show begins, Brody receives advice on romance from Stan Lee, who is visiting the mall. Yep, that happened. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's real boilerplate. Okay. Yeah, no, yay, Stan. I mean, I love Stanley. I love Stanley in, in the actual Marvel movies because they, that makes sense. But just like a pointless interaction with Stanley was for no other reason than to Kevin Smith's way of just being like, hey, look, I got Stanley. Yeah. And it, it wasn't even like the scene was like sincere by Stanley as a character because it was just like, oh, yeah, I did it as a favor for this kid. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's the reaction to this movie. Yeah, more or less. Ugh, whatever. This, everyone did this movie as a favor to Kevin Smith, and now <laughs> Kevin Smith owes even more favors. Yeah. <laughs> His karmic debt is humongous. I see. After Actually, this, I feel like he made up for it in Dogma, though. So, yeah. After this, Brody requests that his friend Trisha Jones receives footage of her having sex with Shannon because he's going to do something with it later. Meanwhile, T.S. also persuades Jay to get the to get two of the game show contestants stone, which allows him and Brody to replace them on Truth or Dare in a really just like bizarre. Hey, this was your plan sequence. Truth or date. Truth or date. Sure. Uh, during the show, Brandy recognizes the voices of Brody and T.S. Also, after they just kind of ridiculously run over the show as contestants, because Ugh, that's a cool thing. Um, and an on-air argument between the three ensues. T.S. eventually proposes to Brandy, and she accepts in a really dumb scene. Which makes no sense. They were just fighting. They didn't actually resolve anything. He just instead decides to ask her to marry him, and she just magically says yes, and then they start macking out on the stage. No girl would fucking do that. It's yeah, like the equivalent of, Smith's like, I'm pregnant. Well, let's get married. In Kevin Smith's universe, that's what, like, it's what this, what, that's what these dumb broads do. Well, let's, uh, let's add another dumb thing that we can do. As the Add more dumb oh, with a dumb this, movie. This is even dumber. Yeah. As the police arrive to arrest T.S. and Brody after the show is over, Silent Bob plays a sex tape of Shannon and Trisha, resulting in his arrest for statutory rape. Cool. That's great. Brody and Renee renew their relationship as a result. For some fucking reason, even though she had, he did, again, nothing was resolved. He didn't prove anything. All he did, he, all he said was, I love you. Oh, well, he did say he'll, he'd introduce her to his mother. Yeah. But still, nothing was really resolved. He's, he's real, yeah, he's shitty to her, too. Yeah, the, the conclusion reveals that T.S. marries Brandy as the, as the shark pops out of the water. Uh, Trisha's book is a bestseller. Shannon is imprisoned and subsequently anally raped. Because um, it's funny. <laughs> well, well, I did just chortle at the phrase anally raped, although rape in any context is not yeah. funny. Uh, well, um, <laughs> well, the, see- it is the blase context. Right. No, no, no. I this. still laughed, but whatever. Yeah. It's, a, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Willem uh, does see the sailboat and Brody becomes the host of the Tonight Show with Renee as the band leader, unable <clears throat> to play the drums at all. Which made no fucking sense. After impressing the show's producers for his stage banter, I have not submitted anything on the show I've been more disappointed about seeing again. Like, sincerely holy crap disappointed like oh my god 
I think we, I, I think we, you felt there was an obligation that you had to keep going with this, but, oh boy, this is a hard stop for the Kevin Smith universe. I mean, I was. We, just... could, do, we could do dogma. That would be that be sweet. Mm-hmm. Dogma will be oh, sweet. Oh God, can we? Yeah, I want <laughs> definitely. I want to go through these. I, I mean, at least up to Jay and Silent Bob. Like I Strike want back. Yeah, let's yeah. just let's I, just work around that movie. I mean, I, uh, the next one would be Chasing Amy, which I've not seen, but I've heard good things oh, about. Oh, really? I have not seen Chasing. Okay, because I I saw Chasing Amy once, and that was uh, Christ. I think sometime in two thousand and four. Uh, that's relevant for a reason, but okay. anyways, like it, it, it was, uh, it is before I broke up with this, this guy that I'd been seeing for like the better part of a year, but like, it was one of his favorite movies and he showed it to me and it's kind of made its ways to being one of my favorite movies. Hmm. Hmm. I, okay. I understand there's, there is one good anecdote that uh, Kevin Smith adds, which was when doing chasing Amy, he was doing some of the screenings and, there is. This is going to be a mild spoiler for Chasing Amy, which I got. I got spoiled, so whatever you're going to enjoy. Um, I pretty much it was like somebody was watching it and they were getting really into it because Jason Lee's there and he's kind of playing the Brody character in a way. And yeah, and the guy goes like, yeah, and so I'm really getting into it. And then like all of a sudden, boom! You know, this guy's like, I'm gay, and is like, what does that mean for me? And just Kevin Smith said like, I wanted to do nothing more than just from the back of the theater go. You're fucking gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like it doesn't challenge Christ. you at all. But no, th- this um man, this movie is disappointing as hell. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. it really just it did not hold up at all. Like, and it was and it was funny because like so when uh when when we when we talked about the other movies before, um I was actually looking forward to those, uh, or in, in a way slightly dreading, but looking forward to. And I was actually really looking forward to Mallrats because some part of me convinced myself that I really liked this movie growing up. And then watching it again, it just being an entire shit show <laughs> was just like... Literally, there was shit in it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, that's right. The little bag of... Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but what's funny is this going to be less of a shit show than something that actually has a rubber poop monster in it. Right. Right. Oh, dogma God. yeah yeah um yeah yeah i the, clerks had <laughs> something to it i i don't think the movie had its problems and really discussed it but there was something there this movie just there's nothing going for it i'm really as somebody who brought it as like i remembered enjoying this as a kid like it's only one of those things that that really exists as like 90s nostalgia and rebellion and like the I'm a weird, dumb, like nerdy white kid who can't get laid. And it, like, yeah, and, I, and, and Dick's jokes and and sex stuff is funny to me because I haven't gotten to that point yet. And it's like it's like edgy and it's different. And that was I, again, I think that was what Clerk was, was kind of tapping into a little bit. But this movie is, just, I could see if you were just uncritically a '90s like kind of shithead kid, you would enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. But really looking back, it's like. Not good. No. No. And and to your point, like I think the the kind of the sub thesis of this podcast is is it still good? <coughs> like you have to go back and examine it. I've maintained I think the one that like the the first thing that we discussed as the touchstone for this podcast was like was the Matrix. Like is the first Matrix movie still good? And I'm gonna like we haven't we haven't done it yet. And so my I'm my money is on is on is not still good. 
I I'm kind of gonna go with you on that because I remember the things that made it like mind blowing uh, when it came out right. because like it was doing things with cinema that just hadn't been done before and um, uh, you strip away the special effects like you strip away the special effects the story is weak and 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 the characters are shoddy at best right so I'm wondering I'm I'm just thinking like I think if we watch the Matrix I think that that might, ooh, that might be a good hundredth episode special. Maybe if we do it as the hundredth episode, we're doing all three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got all. And three. then I'm going to stab you legally. <laughs> legally downloaded. I have I assure you I on have... my PC. <laughs> okay, we we've got a few choices for that. We could either do we could either do the Matrix, Lord of the Rings, or well, I'd watch that. Yeah, I've never actually seen Return of the King. I've also right. never seen Damn the it. last Matrix movie. Well, so. I have I have had to watch all three Lord of the Rings movies uh, at least a total of four times each to get the full run of each movie because and <coughs> I'm not I'm not bagging on them at all. I'm just saying it is very very difficult to keep my attention uh, my attention span for a movie that when you're watching like the director's cut it goes from a two and a half to three hour movie yeah. to a four and a half to five hour movie yeah yeah and so I've fallen asleep during the the near just towards the middle of each movie and definitely <laughs> slept through the end of all of them enough times to have to watch them all four times all over again oh my god just yeah. to get the whole thing and I'm like I should have just stuck to reading the fucking books because yeah. that would have been a lot faster but I just I think I think Fellowship is I, the one that has the fewest pacing problems. But. I I want I want to say this much: if you guys are going to do uh, Lord of the Rings, um, I a want to be there. Um, I b want to say, can we at least start out with Dead Alive before we start with Lord <laughs> of the Rings? Just start off real big. No, do you, do, have you have you seen no. Dead Alive? I've not seen it, but I know I know what you're talking about. Okay, because because Peter Jackson did all of the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did brilliant job, brilliant job directing, right? Peter Jackson also did what is probably on my top ten list of like what I call horror comedies, right? And and it was called Dead Alive. All right. It was the first film that I, I ever knew him for. I I will add to that that we need to do what is his other one? Meet the Feebles? Something like that. It is a bizarre, murderous Muppet movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I don't know if this is Peter Jackson, but I know the Weta Workshop, this was one of their first movies. Um, Was it called? God, what is it called? It's based in New Zealand. And I forget if it's called Black Sheep or something like that. But it's about people turning into were-sheep. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking. I don't know. Oh, my Lord. freaking amazing like I... I will need you to find that okay, out for sure and I will. Uh, is it... okay. well, I will need it oh this is 2006 black sheep that doesn't seem right no. oh that image well anyway we should let's before why we get, is it not showing before we get two down the rabbit hole here oh maybe maybe it was 2006 well that would be way more recent no because oh. it was it was one of the wetter workshops first movies I don't know. 2006? No, that might be right. Okay. Well, then that there there we go. It's it's that one. So uh, anyway, but just mall rats. Uh, yeah, we're getting, this is the diversion series. Um yeah, it doesn't hold up. I I'm I'm looking forward to Dogma cuz I have seen that recently enough to confirm it's a good movie. I mean, I feel like yeah. Alan Rickman in one of my favorite roles yes. ever. <laughs> he great he blesses Kevin Smith with his presence. 
The I, fact that he did the scene with the whole of the <sighs> showing the fact that oh, no, here no, I have to get no your knickers. junk. <laughs> that was just great. No, my my favorite I think was still like the whole like uh, tequila bottle of tequila, two glasses, and he just like drink one and then spit it in the other and then just repeat the process oh. like ad nauseum, like just, ah. <laughs> all because two angels ruined it for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to say. Even though I feel like it's incomplete without seeing it, you really don't have to see Mallrats. No, if, no. If you're really determined to do like some sort of like masochistic Kevin Smith like marathon, you could still pretty safely just skip this movie. I mean, it just has aged horribly. It's still, still, I, I gotta say this because uh, I, I brought it up uh, a while ago, but like Willem doing the whole like. Brenda to Shannon Doherty was probably my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie because uh, for those of you who have never seen even Mallrats, you've probably also never seen the original run of 90210 to which Shannon Doherty was fired because she was such a bitch to work with apparently, which is why this joke is funny in Mallrats because the guy looks at her and instead of calling her Renee, he's just like, Brenda? And she just calls him a dick, slaps him, and then walks away. Whether or not it was scripted, I don't know, but it was funny enough for me because it's like, ha! Because you're a bitch. <laughs> uh, actually, here you go. When Renee runs to tell Jay Muse and Silent Bob that Brody and T.S. are being re- uh, arrested, he says Brenda, a joke in reference to that. Um, let's see. Uh, but rather, okay, let's see. The exchange wasn't in the script, but rather uh, Supply was told to say this by Smith before the scene was shot, and so it was Dory. However, Supply wasn't told that she would respond, so the reaction is genuine. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, really? <laughs> so it was a dick move on Smith's part, yeah. and she reacted genuinely because she did not know that that was coming. Yeah. Good, wow. good, good, good. No, no, no. That's and I'm glad that they they continued to film it as such because if they had taken that out, I mean, I guess I would have understood. Oh but boy, it, it was a good joke. Ready for some fun stuff? The studio all almost replaced Jason Mewes with Seth Green. Oh, oh my lord! Kevin Smith insisted that Mewes should play Jay, but the studio made Smith take auditions for the role. Even wait. That no sense because he already shot one movie with Jason Mewes. Yeah, yeah but they, they, they replace like main actors with other people all the time and if for Hollywood it's really easy to help make you forget. Like we've had um, oh god he was uh, Edward Norton play as the Hulk <laughs> Yeah, and, and now we've got whoever's playing as the Hulk now. Yeah well, I the, know but the... I've noticed and it's weird. Right right but but it's just one of those things where now we accept new Hulk and right. we just pretend old Hulk never well, happened. Well, and it's like we're, it's also, oh, and we're also on our third Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. They're doing it. They're, this is the third reboot of the, you know, I, yep. I didn't get to see um, all of the, the sequential movies for the last run of it because mm-hmm. I just remember the first one had um, that croc- crocodile dude, uh, Leatherhead. No, mm-hmm. Was it Leatherhead? Or is that, no, that's that's Batman, isn't it? I don't know. No. I don't watch superhero movies. Batman would have been the croc. Would have been the croc? Okay, so then it was Leatherhead in, in Spider-Man. Okay, I've got something that annoyed you during the movie that I can confirm. The like, reason that Renee kept changing outfits. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that fucking the bugged the shit out of okay. me. Okay, while shopping, Renee Moser is seen wearing at least three different outfits. Doherty had a clause in her contract that she could keep everything her character wore, so came up with the plan that her character would wear everything she bought on her shopping trip. Wow. <laughs> it was a way for free clothes. Oh, oh my God. That's almost as sketchy as like Winona Ryder's sticky fingers. What was this one? Oh, no, no, no. This this had nothing to do with filmography. It's just that Winona Ryder was uh, in the tabloids and on, oh, on E! She Entertainment News as a klepto. Oh. And, I mean, whatever. Like, oh, no, she gets caught. What is she going to have to do? Pay for everything? Oh, my God. She's an actress. She can. Right. Yes. I'm uh, assuming this is this was young Winona Ryder. This was mid-90s Winona Ryder. I guess that might make her young. I don't know. I just I remember her earliest role as being Delia in uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows how old she was when she actually did Have that? Have you guys role. done Beetlejuice yet? Yes. Yes. Coincidentally, yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's fine. I'm gonna have to go back and 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 listen to it because yeah. uh, I I I loved that movie. We did I, that and the cartoon. I love. Okay, so the cartoon did not hold up as good nope. as the movie no, does. No, no, no. But no. Uh, even the movie, also... I, 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 at least I personally was like, I eh. still love. The movie. I love Gina Davis, well, and okay. I, and I, and I love Tim Burton as a director. So I think early nineties Tim Burton. But this was like this was this was like eighties Tim Burton. Yeah, I'm like eighties nineties. Eighties to nineties Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. Not the latter day Tim Burton we all love to hate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you guys do Frank and Weenie? Not the nope. not the new CG one, but his original college film, Frank and Weenie. Oh my God! If you haven't seen it, you should. I've seen Frank. It's and adorable. Weenie. All right, guys. So thank you all for joining us oh, for yeah. our three span of the of the uh, reference hole that yes. you can yeah. fall down. Um, yeah, that's been Mallrats, uh, a movie that is flawed Again, in many ways. Because we we are we are literally just like like you're saying, this movie just causes us to talk, to talk about different better things. Yeah. Because the movie has so little going for it. All right. Uh, well, first off, let me go ahead and go around the table. Thank you, Kyle. Yep, thank you for in. having me. We have you in for another time. This was fun. That would be great. I would greatly enjoy that. <laughs> awesome. Eric, good yep. as always. Sabrina. Yep. And I want to go ahead and thank all of our fans out there, including the wonderful, wonderful friends over at the Patreon. I'm going to go ahead and read their glorious names like Phoenician, Item Crafting, Rodea, Francis, Dan, and Chuck. I want to thank you all for going over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. You can join over there, get early episodes, you can join the Discord, you can potentially even listen to live recordings of us. I'm adding stuff to it all the time, so you should uh, you should go check it out. And if even a dollar will help, will one, help us out, be able to produce stuff over here, uh, as well as go ahead and get uh, get you more features and more fun stuff if you enjoy the show. Um, you can find us over at satfriendsclub.com, also at Twitter at satfriendsclub, uh, and we will, we always produce episodes every week, more or less, for your enjoyment. Yep. Uh, that'll be it for this week. Uh, Sabrina, actually, you had a choice for the next episode. <gasps> hook, 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 oh. hook, 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 Bang-a-rang! hook, 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 <laughs> So we will be doing hook coming up. So... Uh, that will take care of us for this week. Um, and we will catch you next week for more Saturday Friends Flun. Till then. Mm, flun. Flun. Like a nice flun cake. Sleep Ciao. well, everyone. <laughs>